Welcome to Cowboy Jim's Stories Around the Campfire. I was thinking about some things that the rest of my family have been involved with with camping over the years. One of the things is that happened with both Anne and our two oldest kids happened one time after she had taken our backpackers, all of us, she dropped us off at the trailhead and she went back to where our base camp was. This was up on the Piedra River, up close to Piedra Falls, and she was getting ready to just close everything up because we had another camp yet that was going to happen. And so she would close up the trailer that we used for our kitchen and put everything away and load up whatever supplies were left over needed to be taken back to the house in the back of an old suburban that we used for camp. So she had driven back there, had dropped all of us off and went back there and was starting to clean up. And there was a big mountain thunderstorm that was happening and it was getting dark. It was really uh, hard for her because the kids were little at this time. Carrie was, I think, five and Tom would have been three. They were doing whatever help a five-year-old and three-year-old can do. But Anne was loading everything up, uh, got ready to start driving out. And as she got down the road just a little ways, she came to a place where the road was washed out. It had happened in between the time she had driven back up and then the mountain storm, the thunderstorm and everything. And there was literally no way to get out. So she went back to the base camp and got everything out, uh, spent the night there. They had plenty of food and cooked things up and she tried to make it a good adventure for the kids, but wasn't quite sure what was going to happen. I do remember they were talking about that night, hearing a lot of coyotes howling away. And so it was kind of a nerve wracking time for them. They went ahead and got a good rest, got up the next morning and cooked the breakfast and loaded everything up. They knew they couldn't drive out. So what Ann did was load up some uh, sandwiches, I think, for lunch, uh, some water to take along and decided that the best thing to do was to hike out to a store that was there. I think the store was probably maybe seven miles away. It maybe isn't quite that far. She took the kids. Remember, again, they're five years old and three years old and started walking down the road pretty early in the morning. They got to the one place and they crossed it where the no car could get past They kept on walking, and of course, she's trying to make an adventure out of it for the kids so they wouldn't be worried or get too tired. They would stop and get a little drink of water and keep going, and they a little bit farther on, they came to another place that was washed out. The road was washed out, so that meant that anybody coming up that road would be stopped there and wouldn't go any farther, and so it was a good decision to leave the base camp because nobody was going to come and rescue at that point because no one knew where they were. And remember, this was well before people were using cell phones or anything like that. Plus, I don't know if there would be cell phone reception there even now. So they kept walking and walking. And what they've told the story is that 
that they could hear coyotes even then in the morning. And of course, that's a little nerve wracking, especially when you're a, a young child. They keep walking and finally they got to a bridge that covers, I think it's the East Fork of the Piedra. By then it was noontime. They stopped. They were having their sandwiches. They were tired. And from there, it's still like probably two miles to that little store. Anne didn't know what she was going to do. The kids were absolutely tired out. Fortunately, they had gotten to the water, and so they were able to replenish the water. And, of course, all along the way, they had been praying. As they went along, they sang their little songs and and prayed. When they got done with lunch, they were sitting there at that bridge, and suddenly a guy comes in a pickup, and he was headed up to where our base camp was. He didn't know the roads were washed out. So Ann stopped him, flagged him down, stopped him, and told him that the roads were out up there. The rain had washed things out and asked if she and the kids could get a ride up to the little store there, the toner store. The man was nice enough, and people around there are certainly friendly enough, let them get in and it took them that last extra two miles. So she could get the store and called up some friends who came out and got her and were able to take her home and also able to report to the county that those uh, that road had been washed out. That They, in a couple of days, had come out put in a couple of new culverts, fixed it so that eventually she could get out and get the Suburban and the rest of the supplies. Of course, I didn't know any of this was going on because I was on the backpack trip with the kids. And although we experienced the mountain storm, uh, we were not ex- experiencing anything like they did. It was a big adventure for them. And even as young kids, they realized how much Uh, It was important for them to be able to trust God in that time. We've had some other adventures with the kids in camping. Anytime you take kids camping, it seems like something's going to happen. One that I remember also that Anne is not particularly fond of is that we were on a horse pack trip there in uh, Colorado. The trip had happened at a time where I needed to have some supplies brought to me partway through the trip. And so I'd arranged for a time for Ann to meet me because I knew the other supplies would be coming in. And she met us there at the trailhead on Four Mile. She had all the supplies. We were there. We loaded things up, but had also decided that they would spend the night. We went in, I suppose it's about a quarter mile and down off the trail a little way. There's really a nice little camping spot. And so we went down there, set up a tent for them and everything was fine until in the middle of the night, there was another big thunderstorm and it just poured buckets of water on us there. And it was so much water uh, that In fact, the water was coming in the tent. The tents we had at that time were probably not the best ones. There was so much water. The water was coming in at the corners. And Ann remembers at one point looking, and there was Tom. He was, I don't know how old. He wasn't real old at that time, maybe a year old or so. And there he is, all bundled up in his little sleeping bag and water all around him. So we had to 
move him up, try to keep him out of the water, not let him get soaked to the skin. And it was a kind of an unfun, uncomfortable night. One thing Ann said she remembers about that, not only with all the rain and worried about Tom being uh, soaked to the skin. Carrie was there too, but I guess she was staying a little drier. But Ann also remembers the thunder from that time. And thunder, of course, it would be lightning too. We were down in a valley and could just feel the ground shake with all the thunder and lightning that was going on. It was not a particularly fun time for her. We had other camping trips with the kids that uh, were uh, also a little bit of adventure. There was another one. At this point, we now had Ben. He is our youngest. He was pretty young. He may have been four years old, maybe five years old. And we were actually helping run a camp for a church up in Ontario at Stony Point. And we had decided that week that we would camp out. And we did. And everything was fine until, again, one night, a huge thunder and lightning storm. And we were camped down close to the the lake there, one of the great lakes there right on Stony Point. And it was an incredible storm, thunder and lightning everywhere. And I, I was even a little bit nervous. Anne was very nervous. Everybody's wondering what's going on. You're laying down as... You feel like you're trying to hug the ground so the lightning can't find you. Uh, Our tents were better, so they weren't leaking or anything, but Anne really wanted to get to the car, which meant that if she did that, she'd have to get out of the tent, run across this flat piece of ground uh, to the parking lot, which wasn't too far away uh, from the campground. and, And she actually did that, and I think she took young Ben with her, Carrie and Tom and I stayed there in the tent. And again, that was a night we probably did a lot of extra praying for protection. We were in, I think, probably pretty safe place. But again, it was a fierce storm and not one of our favorite places to go camping. I was talking to my kids earlier this year And we were talking about some of the camping places that we've been. And sometimes not even like when they were young, but even when they were older. And and they were asking, so what's the worst campsite you've ever been? And I had to laugh because two of them came to mind right away. And they knew them really, really well. They were both up in British Columbia in Canada. By then, my daughter Carrie was married to Ben, Carlene. He was up going to school. They were going to school up there uh, near Vancouver, and we went out to visit them. During that vacation time, we went camping a couple of times, and one of them was to a place uh, way out kind of in the middle of nowhere. Of course, there's a lot of that in British Columbia, but I remember driving a long ways and over some dirt roads eventually, and we came to this really nice lake, and I honestly don't remember the name of the place, but it was right on the border between the U.S. and Canada. And and the lake is like half Canada, half U.S. And really a nice campground there. So we drove in there. We're all excited and we're driving around there trying to find what would be a good campsite. And we came to a place that looked pretty good. 
you know, uh, plenty of room for tent. There's some dry wood around for fire. And it just looked like a really nice picturesque spot. And, and we actually stopped the car. We were ready to get out. And suddenly we noticed in the mirror a woman walking up and turned out to be the camp host. And right away we realized something may not be right here. She was covered completely in screen netting. She was wearing gloves, long sleeve shirt, long pants, head net, everything. And she came in and she said, well, folks, uh, this is a nice campsite. But she said the mosquitoes are so bad right now that you'll probably want to camp out in the open field where there's some breeze blowing because the mosquitoes are really bad. So we said, well, okay. So we took her up on that and we drove out to a place and it turned out there weren't many other people camping there. A few people in regular campers, no tent campers that I remember. And so we set up our tents out there in that field and got ready and had our fire ready. And uh, we suddenly realized she was entirely right. I don't know that I've ever been a place where there are more mosquitoes. It was like you're going to get eaten alive. We made jokes, but it wasn't so much of a joke because we, unless we went inside and just hid inside of our tent, and even there they got in some, the best way was to sit in the smoke and the fire. You know, usually people try not to sit in the smoke and the fire. This time everybody's fighting for it. Ah, it's my turn to sit in the smoke because that's the only place where the mosquitoes wouldn't come. Or we would go out, and we did this out to the lake. We went swimming, and we'd go down you know, to our necks in the water, out away from the shore for a little bit, and there were no mosquitoes out there, or the breeze was keeping them away. But, of course, we couldn't spend the night out in the lake. It was possibly the worst place we'd ever camped. As pretty as it was, those mosquitoes made life miserable. We stayed one night there, cooked up breakfast, and went on to another place. The other place happened that same time. I suppose, I don't know if it was the same time or a, maybe a week later, we said, well, let's go camping again. And we went up over a place that probably be another story of roads I've been on. This one was a crazy road, but eventually we got to a place where we were going to camp. And again, it was a pretty nice campsite, a little bit on a hill, kind of in pines and even cedars. And the wind was blowing like I cannot imagine. We realized why tents have their guy wires so that you can pin them down and bring ropes over the tent. We had ropes over the tents to keep them from blowing away that night. Uh, it was hard to keep the fire going and then not to have the fire just blow out or blow in the direction of your tent. I don't know whether it was dangerous or not, but I really didn't like it very much. And that whole night, the wind just blew and blew and blew. And we were glad we only had to spend one night there. Those were some really unfun campsites. We've been to a couple of that were really good ones too. There's one that comes to my mind on some of our backpacking trips in Colorado, going up the Wimenuch uh, Trail on over to uh, Los Pinos, the, the Pine River. There's a place you come in, it's called Divide Lakes. 
is just uh, a couple of small lakes in, in kind of this low divide, low little pass going from one drainage on the women each side over to the pine. It's just really a picturesque spot. A lot of open area underneath big pine trees, quiet as could be. I can remember one time Ann and I were there with some other campers, but we were laying there at night just watching the stars through our open tent and then listening to the beaver just play around there in that pond. And they would slap their tails and they were playing. We went down actually and watched them for a while. It was just one of the best places that I can ever imagine. It was so peaceful, so calm, so much fun. And that's like a place where you really think of being a good campsite. There's another one, not that much farther, maybe three miles, four miles from there, as you're crossing over and get down to the Pine Los Pinos, and you go on up river, headed up towards the Wimenuch Pass. We always arranged our, our trip so that it was late afternoon when we got to this place, and it's near a waterfall. It's not marked on any map that I know of. It's just a nice little place, a little ways off the trail, good flat ground for camping, and enough people have been there. They've really policed it well, a good place for a good little fire pit to cook your food and everything if you're able to use the wood. Just be able to listen to the waterfall, camp robbers there all the time, those birds that are so much fun to watch. Uh, wildlife. They're around. I've seen moose nearby there. Uh, certainly deer and elk are nearby. Just a wonderful place to be. And usually by the time we would get there, it would be the third or fourth day into our trip, and we would be ready to jump into the, the pool at the bottom of the falls and take a swim there kind of for our bath and cleaning up really good. That water was ice cold, but so much fun. To be there and actually some really pretty good fishing. Just a really great spot to just sit and consider and just enjoy all of life and all that God had created. Camping with your kids is a lot of fun. You may have done it. If not, I would encourage you to try it. Maybe start small, but let them go out and enjoy the outdoors as well. Be able to make Maybe some wars or hot dogs or whatever is your favorite camp food that they can enjoy it as well. Well, there's some adventures that Ann and the kids have been on in all of our adventures. Hope you enjoy hearing about it. This is Cowboy Jim's Stories Around the Campfires. I'll see you next time.